This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. Bitcoin, blockchain, crypto, NFT. For most of us, these are all just synonyms for get rich quick. But apparently there's actually something more to them. Or is there? That's a heated debate in today's financial and economical spheres. And are these actual solid financial assets or hyped up memes that are drawing huge amounts of money into an ever-expanding bubble? And in order to understand that, we need to understand what these things are in the first place. What is cryptocurrency? What is blockchain tech? And most recently, what the hell is an NFT? Today, we're joined by the lovely Meital Zahavi. Meital is a veteran of the 8200 unit, one of the IDF's prestigious intelligence units. She's a filmmaker, a content creator, and a self-described explainer. And today, she's here to explain to us the mind-boggling concepts of blockchain, of crypto, and of NFTs. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for this bio. Can I steal that? I really like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually asked her for a, for a bio, and you didn't send me, so we had to improvise. Well, honestly, uh, I didn't have one ready. The one I have is like two pages long, and I was mm. I, I don't have time to write a short one. It's like, just okay. just choose whatever you want, and I really like this one, so okay. I'm going to steal it. Just it's so you yours know. for free. Yes. Oh, you know what? For two monkeys. <laughs> Two monkey gifts that are worth at least 500 million. So what the hell Pretty is an much. NFT? Can we start with that? What, what like, is sure. it a GIF? So, it's a GIF. That's what I figured. It's a GIF, right? You have no idea how many, how many people ask me this question. It's like every day it's like, is this a JPEG? Is this, uh, do you just do a right click and you have it as a photo? And honestly, it just, it's, it's a big misunderstanding because NFTs in the end of the day is just a piece of code that says that something belongs to someone. That's it. It's pretty simple, honestly. Now, you can do an NFT for pretty much anything, just a proof of ownership. So you can say that the key to your house is an NFT. Okay? You can save it as an NFT. You can do... Um, you can say that this cup can be an NFT. Um, a building can be an NFT. I always like to compare it to, you know, real estate because when you buy a building, when they write that this building belongs to you, this is kind of like the NFT of the old world. So that's why they say all the time that in the end, all of real estate and everything will be an NFT is because it's pretty much ideal for anything that you want to prove, prove your ownership on. It's that's a it. A writ of ownership. Yeah. That's but it. but isn't it a bad comparison? Because when you buy an apartment and they write it on your name, it has a meaning in the w- real world, right? You can actually go into your, like, it's yours. You go in there, you control it in reality. So at the moment, uh, they use it mostly to put ownership on things like you said, like digital photos, or they're actually physical stuff now as well. Like someone buys a bag, like a very expensive bag. And then in addition to this bag, he gets an NFT saying this bag is his. Mm. The, The thing about NFTs is that everyone can see that. 
So if right now I mint an NFT, you can see that I own something. Everyone in the world can see that I own something. And that transparency and the fact that you can change that and you can duplicate it makes it ideal for you this can't. kind. You can't. But is it like is it actually worth anything in a court of law? Like if I buy a, a Louis Vuitton bag with an NFT that says it's mine, and then I go down Someone steals to the it. street. No, and I go down to the street and I sell it to Naor for 500 bucks, but I keep the NFT. S- then can I go to, to a court of law and say, hey, I still have the NFT, that bag's mine? Like, you know <laughs> okay. what I mean? Like, Yeah, so what you're talking about is something that doesn't exist yet, honestly. Okay. It's like, so until now I talked about the technology, about what you can do with it. Now, what we will actually do with it, that's the big question. And that's why nobody really knows what's going to happen with this. And that's why a lot of people think it's a scam as well, because they say like, well, I can just uh, sell it, whatever. And like you said, nobody can, can can prove anything. But it really depends on us, honestly, what we will do with it, uh, how regulated we want it to be. And... I honestly believe that this is one of the most interesting technologies that I've ever seen. I mean, I'm a fan of technology since I was a kid, and I've never seen anything like that. So, so help us really understand. depends on how it will develop. Help us understand a little more of the technology, because what's yeah. the difference between if I open a Google Doc and I write Louis Vuitton bag, I don't know, category, serial number, is owned by Aton, and we sign it. Like, what, what does it mean that it's a piece of code? How is the On piece the of blockchain. code... Def, de, uh, uh, how is the piece of code tied to the bag like how, or to the di- I mean now it's to only digital assets right so that makes more sense yeah. but how would you tie it to a physical asset can you help us understand the technology a little more yes so first of all let's talk about your example you said you will open a Google Doc and you will write this Louis Vuitton belongs to you tomorrow morning Google decides to shut down what do you do mm. okay that's the big difference the blockchain is not, um, we say centralized or decentralized. Centralized, it means that there is a server who gives you services. Uh, Google, Microsoft, um, who else? Amazon. Uh, Oracle, uh, Oracle, all these companies, they have, serv- they have servers that give you services. Mm. When something is decentralized, it doesn't belong to anyone. All the data is in my computer, it's in your computer, it's in his computer, it's in everyone's computers. Everyone that are part of the blockchain have the data. How many computers right now are, have the blockchain on them? So for every blockchain is different. Uh, I honestly don't know the actual numbers. I think but it's, it's like tens in, of thousands, hundreds of more thousands, and more. something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's a lot, a lot of people. I, I think in Ethereum, it's, it's a lot. I, I don't know the exact numbers, so I don't want to say like on the top of my head, but it's not something that you can say tomorrow morning, okay, I'm shutting down the blockchain. No, it's so much more complicated yeah. than that. So when you say depends on the blockchain, so Bitcoin is, I mean, it's based on a blockchain technology, but it, it is a blockchain and Ethereum is a different blockchain. Exactly. And yeah. NFT is one blockchain or are there many different NFTs? No, no. So NFT is, okay. So a blockchain is kind of like a network, basically. And in that, the the way the network work is like blockchain technology. We can talk an entire hour on just blockchain. So I'll try to like keep it short. And Bitcoin is one blockchain. Ethereum is a different blockchain. And there are a few coins that are like each one of them has a blockchain. NFT 
is non-fungible token. So a token is something that is on the blockchain. So an Ethereum is a token, an NFT is a token, and there are a lot of different types of tokens. The difference between uh, the coin Ethereum and, and, and an NFT is that an NFT is non-fungible. So if you will give me one Ethereum and I, if you will give me one Ethereum and I have one Ethereum and I'll give it to you, there is no difference. It doesn't mean anything. It's fungible. Mm. And non-fungible, it's something that you can't replace. If I have an NFT and you have an NFT, it will be different for sure. Okay. Each okay. NFT is different. Each NFT is different. It has to be, but by meaning, it has to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the moment you understand it really is a piece of code, you can really just see it's like it says this A7347 belongs to this wallet. And that's an NFT. That's all it is. And the value of the NFT, isn't it problematic? Like, is it, it, what's the standard to value it? Because it, like money-wise? Yeah, because like, is it worth X in Bitcoin and, and Y in Ethereum? Or is there one coin which, in which we value an NFT? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like I just said, the, the NFT is a token on the blockchain. The most common blockchain for, for NFTs is Ethereum. But you can also find NFTs on Solana and uh, Cardano and pretty much every coin that has something that's called smart contract. It's just like this no technical... No Bitcoin? No, you cannot have NFTs on Bitcoin. Really? Yeah. How and come? it's because Bitcoin is what they call a dumb coin. So if you look at the Bitcoin blockchain, it's just a ledger that says you have $25, I have 20, no, you have 25 Bitcoin, I have 25 Bitcoin, now I give you one Bitcoin, and now you have 26 Bitcoin. That's Bitcoin. It's, it's like the simplest blockchain ever. It just, it's for transferring money. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Ethereum, it's so much more complicated. It has so much more things you can do with it. it you can ha- add uh, different apps, as they call it, the, the app. Like, like I just said, like NFTs, or if you want, I don't know, store uh, documents on it, you can do that as well in Ethereum. Mm-hmm. There are a lot That's of things more flexible. you can. It's more flexible. Uh, like t- technical wise, mm-hmm. you can do much more things with it. Just store it on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. Like, if we will talk just about the technology in this talk, yeah. we, we will never finish. It's a black honestly, hole. It's no, it's interesting. So though. I think that's why we're here. We want to. I mean, we don't. We can't get super deep, but yeah. I mean, we want to try and understand what what all this stuff is. So, if I'll try to keep it like very simple, um, the blockchain technology is just a way for us to have a an, consensus. Uh, I no? wouldn't call it that. It just. The, the idea was to give the power to the people. That's what they always say. Uh, that's what they always said in cryptocurrency. And what, what it means is that I, uh, the data I have, you have, and you have, and everyone has that data. And then no one owns it. And everyone can see it, and nobody can change it without uh, getting the approval of other people. So it's, it's a little bit more complicated than that, but that's like the bottom line. And that's just the idea behind it. Mm-hmm. Because before, and what we have right now, is that there are a lot of people that like own the internet. Okay, there's Google, and like we said before, all those big companies, they own our data. If tomorrow morning Google shuts down, 
there's nothing we can do about it. Mm-hmm. It's like all our data is there. And with the centralized technology and with blockchain, it, it can't happen. And that's the big difference. And that's why people like it so much, because it's like, it's the new world. It's not unlike, you know, in the basics of it, it's like Napster in the 90s or uh, Emule, right? Like Torrents. It's the same concept in the end, uh, just a bit smarter. What uh, did they do exactly? So okay. It's file sharing, right? So if I had a song uh, like, uh, I don't know, a Coldplay song from the first album, of course, because we're in the 90s, mm-hmm. uh, and you have the, the song, and Eitan uh, went to Emule or to Napster, and he saw, he searched for the song, he saw it, and he downloaded it. So he downloaded a bit from my computer, a bit from your computer, and then he had it on his computer. And then hundreds of thousands of people had the song on their computer, so, so nobody could do anything about it. Like, it's always, even if one computer go, went down, you always could download it from other hundreds of thousands of other computers. So basic but file it's, sharing. It's sharing. It's like less about ownership and more about just yeah, but the, giving but access. The technology because here yeah. it's the same concept. Like you share knowledge, you share this database between hundreds of thousands of computers and they all complete each other. So you can't take anyone. It's, it's like torrents, no, in that sense. Honestly, I don't know the technology well enough to actually compare it. So okay. I can't really answer that okay. question. Fair yeah. enough. You could also stop with torrents. You can stop seeding, right? So that you people can stop don't, here too. Yeah, but you have to sell all your. Bi- no. Like you can't have Bitcoin without having the blockchain, right? Without being part of the blockchain, without being part of this decentralized yeah. server, right? You can't opt out of the server but still own blo- Bitcoin, or can you? It's not a server. Is it, like, isn't it kind of like I thought that's what that's what it was that it was like a dispersed server that like everybody has the blockchain on their computer. Yeah, I guess you can describe it that way. I don't want to get that deep. It's like it's okay. it's really complicated. Okay. So no, before but you can but but you can buy Bitcoin, right? And store store the key, right? Because you store it on on the, the this wallet, right? There's cold wallet and yeah. I'm I'm out of the water here. I have no idea what I'm <laughs> okay. saying. Uh but uh but but you but you can store it on a discount key, your wallet basically and and get and detached it. from all yeah and that's it you don't have to be connected to no it's anything. still part of the blockchain if something is on a wallet the, the wallet is just um a way for you to access right it's like if right now you lose your wallet mm-hmm. you're gone uh, no actually no uh, no uh you can always retrace it because if you have um your code because the data is actually on the blockchain it's not on your wallet the if wallet you have is the just code the key. yeah but if you don't have the code, you're 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 doomed. You're yeah, but again, we're we're getting like really deep in the water here. Okay. It's a, it's a very complicated concept to explain, and y- y- nobody will be able to understand it in less than an hour. It took me like ten hours of watching videos and talking to people to understand what you guys are talking about. So so this is this is something that you mentioned before we started recording. We asked, yeah. you know, we want to we want to understand what Bitcoin and blockchain and crypto are, and you said. Isn't that what everybody wants? As basically implying that nobody understands this stuff. Well, it depends. Uh, what are you talking about? If you're talking about the technology, you can understand it. You just need to go really deep and understand how it works and understand how it developed, because it's like it's a new technology, so it keeps developing constantly. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about the value, like you guys just asked, that I don't think nobody understands because. 
Nobody knows yet. It's a new technology. Nobody knows where it's going to develop, uh, how people are going to use it. That's why when people ask me about NFTs, I always talk about, first of all, what is it? Because the moment you understand what is it, you can understand the potential of it. And what we talk about most is the potential because it's new, it's just starting. And when you understand the potential, you also understand why it's so dangerous right now. Okay, it's a big risk to actually own an NFT and trade NFTs because it's just starting. So there are a lot of issues. There are a lot of security issues. A lot of bad people use it for uh, like bad things. Right. So that's what you should focus about. Like just understanding the concept, understanding what you can do with it. How is it different from everything we have so far? And then just go with your imagination because honestly, it's limitless right now. I just read that uh, a hacker broke to one of the brokerages, the uh, broker services of uh, NFTs, and they stole like three monkey. Did, did you hear about it? Uh, uh, the one that happened with uh, Board Ape and their Discord? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's like... not a break in, it's a little different. Um, so, what he did, he hacked the, um, the Board Ape Yacht Club which is uh, one of the biggest projects for anyone who's listening who doesn't, uh, who isn't familiar. And he hacked their Discord and pretended to be one of the admins uh-huh. and posted a link there. Uh-huh. And then Phishing. Be- yeah. So people saw the link, they thought it's uh, legit, and then they connected with their wallet. And the moment you approve something in your wallet, pe- people can get access to it. Uh-huh. And that's how he got access to many wallets and he pretty much took whatever Hundreds they of thousands of dollars worth of monkey NFTs is what I read. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's pretty common. It's something that happens quite regular. That's why I say it's a big risk because you need to understand. Okay, so we talked before about the advantages of everything transparent and everyone knows what everyone has. And it's uh, like this very interesting social model, but it's also a big risk because when something happens to you right now with Amazon, you can just call a customer service and, mm-hmm. hey, I have a problem. Uh, someone hacked my account. Can you help? Nah, nah, nah. And they help you. With blockchain technology and with Web3 and everything related to it, you can't do it anymore. It's like, it's your responsibility. So if right now you connect with your wallet to a phishing website, that's it. The, you can steal everything you own and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to understand uh, the risk and how to deal with it. Because there are, there are different ways that you can protect yourself in a way. So if you can have uh, a few wallets or just knowing like basic cybersecurity, like best practices can help you with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it. so you, it sounds like, I mean, you're describing it as a very risky venture. Yeah. You wouldn't advise someone who's just starting out getting you know investing or has an, a little bit extra money on the side to invest you wouldn't advise them to jump into crypto i advise everyone to learn about it okay. first of all because what we're ta- what we are saying right now is kind of like a new era it's super interesting it has so much potential and it's amazing what it can do in the world so first of all learn about it that, that's my advice to everybody. About investing, learn more about it and then even consider it. Because like I just said, it's very risky. Now, 
if you are managing your risk in the right way and you're saying like, okay, this is money I don't care about, then sure, jump in. But still learn about it. I wouldn't advise anybody to put something that like he really cares about. And the potential is huge, but like everything in investing, the bigger the chance, the higher the risk. So the chance is amazing. The risk is very high. Don't, don't yes. put your kid's college fund in. Oh, the, not at all. Not even close. No, oh, I actually, yeah. uh, I don't advise most of my friends to trade NFTs because I understand how much you need to learn before you actually do it. And if I see that they're, they don't have what, like, they're not willing to do what it takes and they're just saying like, yeah, it might make money. I'm like, well, okay, just don't put anything that you actually care about because you can't know what's going to happen. How, how do we know who invented this? NFTs? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure who developed it. I know that like Vitalik, um, he's the one that invented Ethereum, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure like in what point NFTs it came to life. So when, when did it start? Like what was? 2013. Yeah. Okay. But but it was like a geeky thing like uh, it, it became well, huge only like a year ago, right? Pretty much yeah it because um, of COVID or So I'm not sure exactly what happened there. What I know is that around 2017 um, some people thought it would be cool to do a project about an NFT it, that will do like an NFT project and put digital photos and put them on the blockchain. It's just like it was a fun concept and they uh, sent it for free and they gave it for free to people. And then uh, about a year ago, like you said, people became uh, very aware of it. I'm not sure exactly what happened that made like the big jump, but people started uh, understanding the potential. And one of the things about NFTs is that, well, first of all, it's fun. I mean, honestly, it's fun. It's just like you buy these uh, cute photos and you have these communities and there are a lot of things about it that are just like fun and friendly. And like you said, it's geeky. So why not? Uh, but it also has uh, some sort of status symbol. So because everybody can see what's in, their wa- what's in your wallet, a lot of people use it for kind of like buying a digital Ferrari in a way. It's like if you buy something that... Uh, Like, Shufuni. Yeah, it's Shufuni. It's like if you buy something that's worth like a million dollar and people see it, they're like, oh, this guy have a million dollar. So it's kind of like digital Shufuni, mm-hmm. like you said. Show off, basically. It's like owning so, an art collection, but everyone can see it, basically. Yeah. So you can see that like the first, the first NFTs that were sold were, didn't really have meaning. They were just like these cool things that people like collecting. And... As you, go, uh, as you go further, you can see that there, there were more and more projects and they get more and more meaning with time. So right now, if you look at new NFT projects, they have like really serious utility because otherwise nobody will buy it. What do you mean by serious utility? Okay, so that's one of the, the biggest questions people ask me because I explained the technology so far. I explained what it can be. Right now, it's been used for a few main things. And like I said, the potential is limitless. So one of the biggest things you can do with NFTs is creating communities. And the reason is simple. You can now have, let's say, a project with 10,000 pieces. 
And you can say that every person that owns that piece can get into these parties or can get to um, get these uh, specific services or have airdrop gifts or things like that. You can do that pretty easily with NFTs because the technology allows it and nobody can fake it. So if you have it, everybody knows you're part of the community and you can get all these things pretty easily. The technology allows you to sell 10,000 pieces of something and then be in contact with the owners of the something easily. That's the, like the, what do you sort mean? Sort of. I always like to, to compare it to sort of like a country club because that makes it easier for people to understand. Let's say that you have a country club and you say that this country club has 10,000 members. Each one of these members get access to the country club during the entire year. You can have that access card with NFTs and it's very easy to do and it's very easy to sell and it's very easy to do this trade. And the biggest benefit that I love about NFTs and that's why I'm so supportive of it is uh, different from that country club that the moment you're done, it's like you're done with NFTs. If you say, well, I don't want to be part of this country club anymore, you can sell it. You can sell your NFT, you can sell your access card. And it actually gives you motivation to help the country club succeed because you understand that if they succeed, the value of your access club rises and everybody wins. Mm-hmm. That's, so can you I think give us that's example one of the biggest benefits. From real life? Sure. Look at Board Ape. Board Ape Yacht Club, the, the board monkeys, the one that everybody talk about. That's one of the biggest projects that did this in the best way possible. Because they created this community that everybody wants to be a part of. How? Well, so how they did it exactly is like really get into uh, psychology. uh, Psychology? Psychology. Psychology, thank you. It's so much harder to do this in English. (laughs) So, but just like the little things, uh, they took celebrities. Who's they? The people that own the project. Borde Piachtla. So you tomorrow morning together, created a project. It's kind of like opening a startup. You tomorrow morning can say that I have an NFT project. You mint 10,000 pieces and then you decide what to do with it. Okay. Okay. Everybody can do it. It's actually very easy to do. Uh Uh-huh. So those people were nobodies? Because sometimes there's famous artists or famous. When they just started, they were nobodies. Now they're very famous. Yeah, 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 of course. But uh, they were actually, nobody knew who they were until a few months ago. Okay, okay. Yeah, that that used to be common that like when someone launches an NFT project, they don't say who they are, like, who they are. Okay. Uh, but now nobody will accept it anymore because there are so many scams. So uh-huh. people want to see who's the person behind the, the project. So they were one of the first to, to do that, right? Yes. In, in they, this era. They basically took the, they understood the potential and then they grew it in probably the most um, inspiring way I've seen so far in this field, because they really made it into something that everybody wants to be a part of. Everybody wants to own an ape. Everybody Mm -hmm. knows about it. So for people who don't understand, we're talking about a series of photos, digital photos, cartoons, basically, of monkeys in various scenarios, basically. Yeah, but no, uh, I mean, some people care about the photos, but most people don't. It's not about the photo. It's never about but the that's photo. The pro- but that's the product, air quotes, that you buy and sell in the end of the day as part of the project. 
Well, it depends how you think about it. If you think about it like this, then you can s- sort of think about it like the chip for your uh, gym. Mm-hmm. And the product is not the chip. It's the actual going to the gym. The service provided the service. for it. Yeah. So, so some then- people just buy the chip and then it's basically meaningless. Uh, but if you buy the gym membership, then it's different. Same and- about the board ape. The, the apes themselves are not the thing. It's cool. It's fun. It's like everybody wants a cool ape and a funny ape, but it's not what this is about. In so that I- sense, though, I don't understand what the difference is between that and just providing a service. Like how, how does NFT make this? I mean, in, in the same way you could start a company and mm-hmm. sell shares to the company and say the shares that you own are your membership into this company. They're also your, you buying. When you sign up to my service, you buy actually shares in the company. Yeah, and then you could sell your shares slash membership. And so it would be- So much regulation though. Right? Yeah, it's, it's pretty similar. It's actually the easiest thing to compare to, but not a big company shares, but more like a startup shares. Because all these uh, companies, all these NFT projects are in very, very early stages. And therefore, like, it's uh, much riskier, and, but you can get so much more out of it. And also, it's on the blockchain. So like I said before, it's transparent. Nobody can copy it. Um, it's decentralized. And no regulation. Yeah. When you start a company, you need a lawyer. You need a, yeah, it's, an it's accountant. You yeah. need to sign documents. You have liability. It's a whole nightmare. Who wants to do that? I can start oh, tomorrow morning in an NFT project. Going, yeah, but simple. if you're providing goods and services as part of your membership, right? Meaning if people's buying the NFT means that they get goods and services, I have to pay for those goods and services, as right? Am I getting money from those people? No. They you bought bu- the NFT. Did that, I get that money when they bought the NFT? Yeah. Okay, so I got money and now I'm providing goods and services. So wherever I live, I'm going to be I'm going to be uh, what's, What services do you provide? That's not that, that's what that's what you're saying. You're providing you membership into anything. parties, you're providing, I don't know, airdrops or you're giving them, I don't know, let's say music that's files, service, whatever. That's a service. What? You're giving them things that yeah. only they get access to. Yeah, you can do it with pretty much anything. It's like, so I gave you just one example with communities. I think one of the, the biggest things that we see right now with NFTs is the entire gaming thing. So do you guys play video games? A bit. A bit. So I used That's to- That's a lie, I play a lot. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I used to play a lot as a kid and I used to play these games that you collect weapons and you have money and things like that. Mm-hmm. And the thing with these games is that the moment you leave the game, the, the weapons and everything stay in the game. Mm-hmm. What now they do with NFTs is that they give you the ability to own your weapon. Mm-hmm. So instead of just getting the weapon in the game, you get it as an NFT and then you can sell it for actual money and then you can trade it. But if we get back to the apes, so again, yeah. just to understand, if I buy an ape, what's the price nowadays, by the way? Uh, like hun- honestly, millions, know. hundreds of it thousands. It keeps but changing, especially now with the drop. I think it changed to like 70 Ethereum, out. something like When that. you say the drop, yeah. what do you mean? Uh, n- so there new... was a serious market drop right now. Like, ah, the market drop. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but what w- if I bought like a, a monkey? Mm-hmm. $434,000. <laughs> Jesus the Christ. The cheapest? I don't know. This is from April 29th. The Friday before. Uh... No, April uh, it's before. Check now. That is 6th of May, actually, is this article. 
Never mind. Uh, hundred thousand here, hundred thousand there. Um, uh, search for Borde Piacht Club Open Sea, and then you can see the floor price. Very easy. Um, but what what do I actually what added value would I get from owning an ape? Like I, that's what I, I don't understand. So it depends on what the project owners decide. Kind of like you invest in a startup and the people that the entrepreneurs decide what is the service you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Same with the project. So right now, I think they get like access to these different parties. They get a lot of um, access to different projects. So if new projects are launching, mm-hmm. they collab with Board Ape and they said everybody that owns a Board Ape right. get uh, free access to this and they get a lot of things for free just for owning an ape. But that's not uh, that's the thing. It sounds to me like it's not it's like bonuses. It's like you know, um I don't know how to describe it, but it's mm. it's, it's not really a service that you get. It's not really like it's p- little perks and, and bonuses that so, you get. And it really but, depends but on people, the project. But, that's, but, that, but someone wouldn't, correct me if I'm wrong, I wouldn't buy an ape for the parties. Like, it's a nice bonus, but I would buy an ape, A, to be presented, to, be, to have this title of an ape owner, mm-hmm. right? And, to, and because it's an investment, and I believe maybe that the value will go up, in, th- those maybe are the two main reasons, no? To be a part of the p- club. It really depends on your reason. Every person has a different reason. I know that I've, if I had an ape, I probably wouldn't sell it. And the reason is because they get a lot of perks and not just the parties because the party is kind of like specific location. Yeah. But they get a lot of perks, a lot of airdrops of new things mm-hmm. that are usually, they're, they're usually worth more than the actual ape. Right. So, for example, they got, I think this project got like a dog and uh, a a mutant, which is another uh, project. A dog, dog? No, no. You have to be Uh, clear when you talk about (laughs) these things. Uh, Like a picture of a dog. And they get a lot of these free things that then they can Mm -hmm. sell it and they get money from just that. So, they don't want to sell because they know that when they hold, they get more. And that's why it's value. It keeps rising in value. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But okay, so either it's goods and services that you mm-hmm. get for this membership, or it's not. And then it sounds like it is just Fair a big risky. bubble of, of like kind of like fine art. Like just it's worth as much as people buy into it. There's no intrinsic value. And one day someone could decide it's worth, like everybody could leave and be like, this is boring and boom, it's not. Yeah, that can happen, but can also happen with diamonds. It can happen with pretty much anything. Yeah, but much less likely, no? Well, it depends on your perspective. Honestly, uh, like you don't see the market. I mean, if it could happen with diamonds, then it would be right. You don't see the Bitcoin. You don't see the diamond market or the gold market doing what the Bitcoin market or the NFT market is doing. It's 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 well, of course, because there are there are not as many people. So the thing that's why when I talk about NFTs, I always talk about the value first. In Bitcoin, there are economical and not the money value, but the actual like real life value. The moment you understand the value, you understand where it can go and what can happen with it. Of course, it can change in prices. A lot of people uh, don't understand it yet and don't accept it yet because it's different and it's not regulated and there are a lot of problems with it. But it still has huge potential. It could be a bubble. It could burst. 
nobody can know actually what's going to happen with it. But but fine art, I don't like the comparison to fine art. Because, Me neither. Because fine art, A, like the fine art that's worth the most um, is by artists who are long gone. So there's there's an X amount of products you can own by them, which, which gives the value a certain perspective, right? And B, usually it represents artistic value. It does represent well, artistic how value. You look at it, meaning the... the the artworks that you're talking about, they gain value from the fact that they have credibility that builds up over time, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm sure when Van Gogh, whenever he lived, what was it, the 18th century, 19th century? 1700s. Yeah, so when he, I'm sure there was another artist that people really valued that today no one, Van Gogh, no one, no one heard of, right? So, but because there's hundreds of years or the Mona Lisa, right? It gained credibility over time. But today, the fine art today, you have no idea. The you new, might buy a painting. Art. Yeah, you yeah. might buy a painting that people are like, oh, this is the most, you got to have one of these guys. You got to have this painting. It's it's amazing. And everybody's like trading and it's 100,000. But in two generations, no one's going to remember this guy. And it's just going to be a piece of canvas with some paint on it. So sure. so that's why, that's the comparison. But it's it's like today, the Bitcoin market is fluctuating like crazy. So there's no like... And there are tons of people in the Bitcoin market, right? I mean, how many people, what are like the outstanding shares of how many how many Bitcoins are there? There's millions, no? Yeah, they are. But still, it's nothing comparison to maybe the stock market or everything that like you can think of that if you compare it to different markets. There aren't a lot of people that trade Bitcoin yet. But you can't. So if, that's if you, why it fluctuates so much. If you talk about Amazon shares, yeah. there are millions of outstanding Amazon shares, but they provide a solid goods good. Like they provide a solid service. Mm-hmm. But Bitcoin provides a service too. I don't think you can compare Bitcoin and NFT even. Yeah, I think it's, it's un- not the same thing. Yeah. Can you buy, I mean, yeah, like, Bitcoin you can't provi- really buy anything with a Bitcoin today. You In can. some places you can, but it's not that. Not you mo- can do a lot of things with Bitcoin today. And I think one of How the things... do you think things- the Coke I gave you last night? How do you think I got it? Honestly, they're starting to adopt Bitcoin more and more in different places. And the big thing about the cryptocurrency technology is that it just gives you an option to cut the middleman in a way. So today, if you, want, if you want to get a loan, you go to the bank and they can say no. With Bitcoin, it's impossible. If right now I want to take my money out, mm-hmm. I can. If I want to uh, lend my money to someone else, I can. It's like it cuts the, the middleman and it becomes a peer-to-peer. The, the centralized, mm-hmm. um, decentralized finance that's what it is it's like it's me to you i guess what i'm saying is i guess what i'm saying is is it kind of started the other way around the money right like money started from the fact that we were bartering goods and services and then we needed something to represent these so that i didn't have to have a chair every time i wanted an avocado right and and so we were like okay let's find something that represents the value and then we start and then money came around yeah bitcoin is the opposite it's like let's start trading in this abstract thing and mm-hmm. define value and say, okay, we're gonna just, you know, pump a lot of money into it. And then, but I'm saying it's only really gonna be valuable as people, as it actually represents value of, in goods and services. But in it the does. Market. It does. You know what today. I mean? Like as yeah, it's true. It does. There are a lot of things you can do with it, and you can actually like trade it in the market right now. 
I can, if I have Bitcoin, I can just change it to US dollars if I need. And it's yeah. like, there are a lot of things you Although can do with Although tomorrow, it. government and it happens. Also here in Israel, I know, like, uh, it's a problem. Like, many people are rich on Bitcoin, but they can't, uh, like, the government won't let them... Yeah, you, like, there are a lot of issues with it, but it's getting better and better every day. But actually, I want to go back to uh, the example you just gave with the avocado and the chair. So if you, if we, if I go with you, think about it, that what happened with these people, they said like, okay, we're going to have a currency, so it will be easier to trade. But then uh, they said, well, uh, how do I know if I give you this, you give me uh, the amount of money. Okay, so let's use banks and yet let's use middlemen that can like make Governments. sure. Yes. With Bitcoin, you don't need that. The thing about decentralized and that's everything with it, and that's why they started with it, is that I can see how much money you have, you can see how much money I have, you can see uh, how much money everybody has. And that way, the transfer is much easier. And with smart contracts, it's even better because I can say, unless you give me the service I want, then you're not getting my money. And that's what happens with NFTs. So if I give you the money, you give me the NFT. I get the NFT and it just happens by code. So you don't need uh, someone to do this trade. If we compare it to real estate, you don't need someone to do a middleman and say like, if you give me the money, I'll give you the key. It mm -hmm. just happens. And also like if today you want to uh, buy, let's say you want to buy an, an apartment in Europe, okay? Um, and you want to pay the seller directly from your Israeli bank account. It's impossible. It's nearly impossible. Okay. Uh, just to give an example, uh, but you can uh, agree with him that I will theoretically that I will transfer you the funds via Bitcoin and you will give me the ownership yeah, of the no house. No one will do that. A lot of people do. I'm saying do a, lo it. a lot of people maybe be, but if it's they're, very, if they're it's an attractive very, concept. If they're not very risk averse, but no one would, you would not no, do that. I, I would do that with a contract. I you would it. not do it. Why because not? Because tomorrow that Bitcoin, you signed a contract for a certain amount and tomorrow he transfers you the Bitcoin and it's worth half. Well, if you, okay. So it really depends if you accept the concept or not. Because honestly, I get paid in um, crypto a lot because I believe in it. Even if right now the price drops, I still believe that it will rise in the future. And if you start trading with crypto, then you don't care so much about the value anymore because you're not looking to take it out. It has the same that, meaning. That's so hold. Okay, bear with me because I'm about to, I'm going on a t total like, I'm <laughs> Go going, I'm going out there. I'm, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I don't know if you guys are going to, I don't know if I'm going to follow, but. I think there's something about money that's tied to the nation, the concept of a nation or a com like a community, like a society. physical community, a society, because in the sense that we have to, we have to, and that's why Bitcoin, you're, you're going immediately to the globalization, the global markets, right? But there's something about the fact that, that, that we're a tightly knit community, tightly knit as much as, you know, 325 million in the United States can be tightly knit, but we're a community that are based on common values. And there's, there's a level of trust in a nation, in a group of people that are living together. And that's what allows for money to actually retain value, that trust between us. It's the belief you're talking about. And okay. it's really hard. It's much harder to maintain that trust on a global scale, right? So that's why I think there's something to the fact that a nation has a currency 
and the fact that we're a community of people that so long as we can live peacefully together based on common values and laws, then the currency holds value because there's trust in that community. Yeah, but then you only think about yourself or the, com- the countries that have really strong economic. Think about all the countries that their money is worthless. Yeah. The, the thing about crypto beca- is that they unstable. give you the, ox- the, the access to be like everybody else. What just happened uh, with um, R- Russia and Ukraine is like the, at some point, um, I think the government, someone said that you won't have access to these banks anymore. And they try to do to put limit on them on Russian banks. Yeah. And then uh, people just started trading with crypto because nobody can limit crypto. Okay, so it's just it's a change of concept. Instead of giving all the power to the big banks and all the governments and everything related to it, the the power the people has the power. They can decide what they want to do with their money. I wanted to uh, transfer money abroad a few weeks ago, and I talked to my bank about it. And first of all, they wanted to charge like this crazy amount, and they also said like, well, what are you going to do with it? What's going to happen with it? And I'm like. This is None my of money. Your fucking business. <laughs> this is my money. <laughs> yeah. So it's a change of concept. It's it's about giving the power to the people. If you really like, just look at cryptocurrency and what it allows in the world. I too once a few months ago wanted to deposit uh, in in cash uh, an amount I got from my relatives. Uh, in uh, you know my grandparents they get money in euros from pension from so they gave me an amount and the bank wouldn't accept the money. They wouldn't take it. You know, and, and you're like, what the fuck? No, but, I get that. And, I get and, the and libertarian just, appeal. And, uh, but, but, but I think, to, to complete Eitan's argument, I think that Bitcoin is, is always, like, I think it's good that it's always in a relationship with a dollar or with a euro, right? Like, it cannot live. It has to, it has to coexist with the classic economy and currency. It can never be replace it i think i think that's the the uh, that's the the value of it is 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 yes it is it will always be dependent on the dollar on western society um and a counter argument to what you said is that you say it's like it's a good thing that like we impose sanctions on russia and now russians buy bitcoin but that's also the bad argument against bitcoin because it's used for terrorism for for stuff that you know we don't want thrives in instability yeah, that's exactly right. The idea is that it thrives in instability. I would, I get the libertarian, mm-hmm. right, appeal of Bitcoin is that it's decentralized. But that's what I think is that for it to really succeed, like if there was another U.S. Revo- like an American Revolution story in the 21st century, it, like if we were to start a country together right now, would be the founding fathers of the United States of bullshit. Then we would, and I would love for us to put into our constitution that our currency would be based on blockchain and that we define that, you know, there's 4 million, I don't know, whatever, uh, 2 NJB coins, 3 NJB coins, well, not B, anyway, gender's fluid, two, 3 NJB coins uh, it, that, are, that can be mined and, and, our, and our economy will be based on blockchain. That would be amazing. But that until that happens... I don't think it has sustainability on a global scale because of the fact that there's nation states and nation states will war and and that breaks down the trust and currency and the and ultimately is based on trust. 
Well, I started this conversation with saying that first of all, you need to learn about it. Okay, because we're talking about potential here, not about how they actually use it. Because like you said before, right now it's being used for a lot of bad things. And I know it. It's actually how I was introduced to cryptocurrency. I, drug deal? No. So uh, I told you guys before that I work in a cybersecurity company. Okay. And the reason that I got familiar with cryptocurrency is because I did an article about ransomware. Okay. And one of the things that I've noticed is that most of the ransomware requests are in Bitcoin. So I'm not saying there aren't any issues. I'm saying that once we understand the potential and we understand what we can do with it, we can resolve these issues and make something that will benefit everybody. So I, I really like it. I really like the concept of it. I love the fact that everybody can own their things. So I'm a content creator right now. If I want to put something out there, I need to put it on YouTube. YouTube owns it. Tomorrow morning, he gets shuts down and I lose everything. And he takes percentages. With blockchain, it's different. I can put whatever I want out there and I actually own it. If tomorrow morning, uh, one of these um, websites, OpenSea or whatever, that shows my NFTs um, collapses, like shuts down, nothing happens to my NFTs. It's still on blockchain. And I think that's the big difference. You can actually own your things and they're not at some server out there. Mm. So what NFTs do you own? Uh, we never talk about uh, it. We don't talk no, about it? No, we don't talk okay. about that. Uh, yeah. Do you have NFT projects of your own that you've opened? Not yet, because like I told you before, I really believe uh, in the utility. So it's kind of like opening a startup. You need to think about it like a startup. So what is the service you're giving to people? What are you actually going to give them as you do it? Hmm. So I really believe in the potential of it, but I also don't believe that you should like, uh, how do you say that? There's a word when you're just doing it, whatever. Will Willy nilly. That's not the word you're looking for, but it, it works. I, I work with it, yeah. <laughs> um, so just like do whatever you want with it. It's kind of, it makes it like it's nothing. And it has value. Yeah, I'm so. just gonna keep spitting words out. That sure, something will work. <laughs> Okay, that's uh, some mind-boggling stuff. Uh, yeah, it is. Stuff. It is. It really is. Yeah. I had no idea what NFT was going into this conversation, and I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> so still I actually no told idea. you guys when we started the conversation <laughs> yeah. that it's really it's a complicated um, idea. But what you need to understand is just what it is technology-wise, and then you can just imagine the potential. Because we're just starting. I mean, people started using the actual benefits of NFTs just in the last year. It's like, yeah. like you said before, um, it was mostly collectibles. And collectibles, it's, it's cool, it's fun, but it's kind of like, well, it's maybe 2% of the people that trade NFTs traded for the collectibles. Oh. The people that trade NFTs today understand its value, understand what you can do with it and use it to join these communities. Uh, for example, uh, a friend of mine told me that her son wanted to buy a new uh, shirt for its avatar. So today in the digital world, yeah. So today in the digital world, uh, what you wear in the digital world means more than what you wear in reality. And you can do it with NFTs. You can say that like I buy this, this, short, uh, this shirt as an NFT. 
Um, like I said before, because the proof of Weapons ownership. Also so, in games yeah, so you can do like, anything yeah. with it. And the moment we understand that and we understand how people think and we understand the thing about status symbol and the fact that we live in the digital world and the fact that like, well, we all need some sort of sense of community. And this gives you like the option for this digital community thing. Uh, that is where you should start looking at it. Just like understanding that idea. But that shirt for that avatar is for an avatar in a specific digital world that's probably owned by a private company, right? Like what so, digital world? Yeah, depends the on, on the yeah, depends on the metaverse. Yeah. Uh, but like, so I actually had this discussion from someone from the Central End, which is one of the metaverses, and they use like these community servers. So it's kind of like decentralized. Mm. But yeah, it's developing. It's every day they develop something new and they say it's going to be like that. And yeah, when you'll have an open yeah. source graphic, you have open source graphic engines, open source communities, they can base theoretically, you can have a, a metaverse That's, on the blockchain. Ah, yeah. And then you could buy a weapon in one game in that universe. And, and then use play it in with a it different in another game. game yeah, they're, the they're talking about it like cross metaverses. It it's really like you need to understand that it's developing right now. Mm -hmm. So we're the one that's going to decide how it's going to develop. So everything we talk about is either like in very early stages or theoretical. So how do you see in ten years? Like, what's your wildest? I don't know prediction on on how life with NFTs and blockchain will look like in ten years. Uh, that's a hard question because honestly, it's like it changes every month. Uh, but honestly, as I see the technology today, I believe it's going to be in pretty much everything we need proof of ownership for. If it's a club membership or just flying on an airplane or... Um, Real uh, estate? Could be. Real estate is ideal for it, but it's so complicated right now, especially since uh, it's so easy to steal from your wallet. It's really easy, like security-wise. It's like it happens every single day that like a lot of money has been stolen. So right now, doing something like this on the NFT uh, with NFTs, it's really complicated. But they're actually talking about developing something that you can't. Uh, so it's not actually an NFT, but it's like an NFT that you cannot move from one wallet to another. And the moment you have something like that, then it can be pretty ideal for real estate because like nobody can steal it. Mm. So there are a lot of developments right now. It's really, it's a fascinating world, honestly, and it develops constantly. It's like, I'm talking to you guys right now, probably by the time you publish this episode, I don't know when you guys are publishing it, there will be something new. There will be this new update and there's something that's going to say like, uh, yeah, now it's going to work because we resolved this and this. And that's what people need to understand. Right. Wow. What can we plug? What, uh, what can you, like, you're on social media, you're, uh, oh, yeah. Where can people? So, Meitar uh, Zavi, M E Y T A R dot Z E H A V I. I'm mostly on Instagram. Uh, now I'm starting TikTok and things like that, but I'm still, like, figuring okay. it out. You post in English too? Rarely. Mm, rarely, yeah. I used to post a lot of Eng in English. Um, but you do most lectures. of my English things, yes, most of my English things are actually on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. but uh, I don't put that as much. Follow. I'll, I'll have things in English okay. pretty soon. And you do it's lectures. 
in English so people can reach out. Yes, I do uh, lectures in English and I go and I do conferences, uh, mm-hmm. tunnels, things like that. So people it's important, could. I guess, to note that you're on your di- in your day-to-day, that, that is your job, right? To kind of explain uh, technologies and uh, be kind of an uh, evangelist for technologies, specifically cybersecurity, right? So you yes. lecture on cybersecurity and things I'm like that. I'm a content creator and a technical trainer. That's mm-hmm. what I do. And so I create videos about uh, different technologies and companies and things Mm -hmm. like that. So NFT is basically started as something that interests me personally. And I just got, like you said, down the rabbit hole. And it just, it's fascinating and it keeps developing. And I think everybody should learn about it at least. It's like, I'm not saying invest tomorrow morning, please don't, especially not right now, it's really risky. And nobody understands what's going on in the market. And a lot of people are just like sitting on the fence and trying to understand what's going on. So I'm not saying invest. I'm saying learn. And the moment you learn and you understand it and you understand the potential, then start thinking what you can do with it and how you can start putting it in your own life. We see more and more companies that are developing these crypto and Web3 mm-hmm. uh, departments. There is a reason for it. It's, everybody said it's going to be the future. So... I'm not saying it's going to be the future. I'm saying that we should be ready if it's going to be the future. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hedge fund ourselves, uh, basically. And yeah, understand hedge. what's going on. Thank you so much. It was really fascinating. Sure. Happy to help. Thank you, Meital. Thank you. Really fascinating. Yeah. Guys, see you on the next one. Yep. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.